Hey guys, and welcome to Real Talk No Gimmicks with Haley, Demi, and Aaron. We're so happy that you guys are joining us for this week's episode, wherever you're listening from, and we hope that you guys find this episode to be helped to you during your already busy week. Also, don't forget to follow us at Real Talk No Gimmicks so you don't miss any of our updates. So if you guys are ready for your weekly dose of realness, just keep on listening. Okay guys, so I'm super excited for this week's episode and our discussion and I'm going to hand it over to Haley so that she can tell us what we're talking what we're talking about and get our conversation going. So go ahead, Haley. Okay guys. So, um in the past, we've talked a lot about misconceptions about Christianity, about God, about friendships, you name it. We probably discussed it. So this week we're going to kind of go a little bit back about a misconception of Christianity, but dive a little bit deeper. And we're going to be talking about personal convictions versus biblical mandates. And so we'll kind of elaborate more of what each of those are and how we see them in our world today and as Christians. So I want to ask you guys, what are, um, how would you explain the difference between a personal conviction and a biblical mandate? Um, for a biblical mandate, it would have to be something that is based in the Bible. So for instance, if the Bible said, thou shalt not kill, obviously as a Christian, you're not going to kill because that's a biblical conviction. You know it in your gut, you know it in the Bible, so you don't do it, period. But as for personal convictions, it could be the way you dress or what kind of words you say. So let's just say, for instance, you feel uncomfortable in wearing something that might seem tight or maybe too loose, whatever the case may be. If it makes you feel uncomfortable, uncomfortable, that's on you. But for another person, that could be different. Maybe it's okay to wear a tight skirt or maybe wear something that's too loose. Um, for a biblical mandate, I think it's based on what the Bible says. So for instance, if the Bible said, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not kill, obviously not going to do those things because that's what God said in the Bible. So of course not going to do them, period. But as for personal convictions, it comes down to your limit or boundaries. So let's just say, for instance, the Bible says, thou shall not drink a strong drink. It didn't say thou shall not drink, period. Maybe you can drink something that you can handle, but for another person, it's different. Maybe the way you can handle is beyond what the other person can handle. Another example can be the way you dress up. Maybe you like wearing something tight or maybe like something loose. Again, it comes down to your limits. So if you feel comfortable wearing something tight, okay. But for another person, it's not. Maybe they feel in their spirit or in their own conscience that they shouldn't wear something tight. So again, for biblical, it's what the Bible says you follow. But for personal, it comes down to how you feel, what makes you comfortable, and what is your limit, you know? So, yeah, I think that's a good definition for those two things. That was really good. I think you put it, like, perfectly in the way that I thought it 
like uh, the way I would define it too, pretty much I would say that a biblical mandate is exactly what it says in the Bible. You know it to be true, no exceptions. It says word for word in the Bible, like like the Ten Commandments pretty much. And then for a personal conviction, it's kind of like you would think of it as kind of iffy. People have different opinions on it, like exactly how Demi said, boundaries, limits. It might be one way for one person, but different for you. Like, I think the perfect example she gave was the drinking thing. It definitely does say in the Bible, don't get drunk, but, you know, you can still have a drink, a champagne, a wine, something like that. And then maybe somebody just doesn't want to get into that territory at all and they don't want to risk it at all. So they they might not take a drink at all, but you can take it and, you know, know your limits. So I think she put that in a very, like, good way. I really don't have anything else to add to it because she just put in, like, a perfect perfect way, gave examples. So I'd like to just sum it all up. I'd say that a biblical mandate is exactly what it says, word for word in the Bible, no exceptions. And then personal convictions are a little bit iffy, just basically just, it has a biblical base, but it's mostly based on opinion at the same time. I liked what both of you guys mentioned about the difference between a personal conviction and a biblical mandate. And I especially liked it because I think both of you hit on the uh, right on the, the um, nail on the top of the head, especially about personal convictions. And I think that's so important to um, understanding Christianity because there's, I don't want to say there's verses that aren't fully understood, but they're kind of general. So, for example, our body is a temple is like a verse. And so that encompasses so many things about taking care of our body, about, you know, there's like, I, I don't want to say cliches, but there's phrases that you hear often, you know, cleanliness is next to godliness and things like that. And so, yes, those are important. And that encompasses so much. Um, the body is a temple. So, you know, not putting things in it like drugs or things like that that could harm it or putting yourself in spaces that can mess up your spirit. So I like that a lot. And I think that this is an important topic to cover because without knowing or understanding the difference between a biblical mandate and a personal conviction, I think that the misconception is brought forth that as a Christian, you're, there's no liberty, there's no freedom, there's no way to enjoy life. And so I want to ask you guys, how would you say, or how could you explain how having both personal convictions and mandates allows you to have freedom? And what are some of the misconceptions that you feel arises from people just not knowing? I think in order to put this in the best way possible, I think the misconception can derive from maybe confusion according to the biblical text. Because I do understand how people can have different um, interpretations of the word. Because in some cases, there are some Bible verses, I admit, that could be a bit ambiguous. You know, a Bible verse could say something. It could mean A to another person. It could be letter B to another person. It could mean letter C. So because of that ambiguousness and confusion, it tends to um, hold some Christians um, not have that liberty per se, but we have to remember that because of Jesus, we do have the liberty. Does that mean we have the liberty to do whatever we want? Of course not, but we have the liberty of making choices, our own choices, because God gave us free will. 
So I think that's a major misconception about that ambiguity. And other than that, I don't know if there's another misconception, but yeah, because of the ambiguity, it tends to lead into that personal convictions again. So yeah, just knowing for sure what you know in the Bible, that could have a big effect on you. So I just strongly recommend just know your Bible, read it, ask questions, and that way you don't have to be confused and that we have a greater sense of what to do and what not to do, what not to do from the Bible. So yeah. I think it's really important having personal convictions and biblical convictions because like how you said, God gives us a life. He gives us like personal choices. He's not going to strike you down if you do make mistakes. And he lets you sort of live your life in a way that you want to, but can still be very honoring to him. So that's what I, something I really appreciate about Christianity. And I think one of the misconceptions is that when it comes to convictions and like, like a personal conviction, I feel like some people can kind of think they're a better Christian than somebody else simply because they, they're living a so-called more holy life because they don't dance or because they don't have tattoos or because they don't have piercings. And I think a lot of times people can have that misconception where it's like, okay, well, I don't do those things. So that must mean that I'm closer to God and that he loves me more than you do. And I can go and be judgmental and I can say that I'm a better Christian Christian than you. So I think that's a big misconception that a lot of that can arise. And I think that it's very important to talk about that because as Christians, it's all about having a personal relationship with God. It's not about being showy and showing everybody, oh, I'm I'm so holy and I'm so perfect in this way. Like, how can you say that that person's a Christian? They look like that. They they talk like that. They live their life in this way. And so how can they be, in, be a Christian when I am living this so-called holy life? So I think it's very important to have this conversation and let people know that, you know, as Christians, we can't judge. That's God's place that's his work so just because someone lives uh, a life that's different than you doesn't mean that they're not a Christian it's not our place or any of our business to sort of have a say in what someone's relationship with God is that's a personal thing that's a one-on-one thing so that's definitely a big misconception I would say and it's important um, to just let people know that you shouldn't be in a place where you judge it's all about that one-on-one connection like I said and it's not all about the the physical aspect of it. it's not about what you think you see about one person you know so that's definitely a big misconception there and um i think it's important having a biblical mandates and personal convictions because like i said god gives us free will and it's a good thing because he allows us to be christian and have a relationship with him and rely on him but at the same time enjoying your life you know exploring your interests things that you like to do so yeah I love that. And I loved how Aaron tagged um, or mentioned the fact that we shouldn't judge people. It's actually something that I wrote down because I think a lot of times among Christians, there's division and it's a division because, for example, I won't go too far into this because it is something that is personal preference. But it was a little disappointing around election time when we saw a lot of division among people where it was like if you voted this way or a different way or you had this um, opinion or um, this sentiment or feeling towards a political party or a movement or just anything that you were less of a Christian. And while, you know, 
we should include Christ and a God mentality into everything that we do, including voting, including, you know, work, school, our family life, friendships. We shouldn't belittle or categorize people based off of their personal convictions. And so I want to ask you guys, how can we do better as Christians? How would you suggest, you know, young people as we get older, as we, you know, some of us can vote, some of us are not old enough to vote, but in every aspect of our lives, how can we take our personal convictions with us um, and maybe even share them with others, but do so in a way that we're not dividing um, among, or not creating division among each other? To answer that question, I have to go back to what Erin mentioned about personal convictions, not judging people, how Christianity is only for good people. In fact, I read this one text on Instagram saying Christianity is only for good people. But I realize, just look at the Bible. There are so many characters from the Bible that are not perfect. They're not good. They've done a lot. Okay, they've sinned a lot more than what we expect, more than what we normally do when it comes to sin. You know, I know people that have had tattoos, they got drunk, they may have committed murder, they maybe went to jail, maybe they were suicidal, and I could attest to that. But look at them, God uses them anyway, not because they were good people, but because He saw them worthy, worthy of carrying His responsibility of helping people of not judging people, of just doing their part, helping the community in the best way possible. And to go on to what Haley mentioned, how Christianity is not only for good people, it's, it's for all people. And Christianity is not treated a certain way, as Haley mentioned, that as a Christian, you have to do this, you have to be associated with these group of people, you have to say these kinds of things, you have to dress a certain way, of course not. Christianity, as long as you honor Jesus, as long as you follow God's way, because again, Jesus is the way, then you will be fine. And you can't be condemned for that. Just because you serve God differently from another person, that doesn't make you less of a Christian. If you don't raise your hands in church, okay. If you don't sing, okay. Maybe you do like to dance. David danced, and there's nothing wrong with that. So when it comes to serving God, it all comes down to what makes you feel comfortable. It comes down to that personal conviction. Again, whatever makes you feel happy, whatever motivates you, whatever that form may be whatsoever, whatever helps you honor God in your perspective, then that's all what should be mattered. You know, that's what God wants. You know, the way we pray can be different. Maybe you like to speak in tongues. Maybe you like to sing. Maybe you like to journal to God. There's no, there is no wrong way to honor God. So I just wanna add on to what Haley said. And I think that should fully answer the question of what Haley brought up. Because instead of casting down judgment just because people serve God differently than how you serve God, you just shouldn't cast down judgment. You should just do your part, love people, even if they're different from you. Maybe they're not, maybe they're not Christians. Maybe they're from a different party, a different friend group, a different association, a different religion. It doesn't matter because as Christians, it is our job not to judge, but to love. Love God, love people. <laughs> that's what it says in the Bible, right? So yeah, that's what I believe. 
That was really good. I liked every single point that you said. And to answer your question of how we can do better when it comes to showing our personal convictions to the world, I feel like a lot of Christians just, um, they kind of need to stop being ignorant and like stop and stop judging. I think that's just like the biggest thing is just pretending that you know everything. And I know there's Christians that read their Bible every day. They're so invested in the word in the word, but like you would look at them and think that they're walking around thinking that they're God themselves. And I think that's something that can be very harmful. And I think in this day and age, I know there's a lot of things in this world as it's changing that it's just like, like you don't know if there's good people anymore. You don't know um, how there can even be like Christianity and peace in this world. But I think as Christians, it's just important to be a good representation of Christ and to accept that the world is changing and to be open-minded and to just show love. Because I know times like this can be so confusing and to just, it's just so easy to be judgmental and tell people you're wrong in this. But I know, but I know in a, in a way it's just the best thing that you can do is just be loving and just be a good representation of Christ in that way. And you can you can show your personal convictions and what you believe without being ignorant, without being rude, without being hateful. Because I think a lot of times that is a, that's another misconception that arises when it comes to Christianity is that Christian, Christians are all hateful and they think they're up there on that pillar and, you know, they think they're better than me because I act a certain way and they don't. So I think it's important to just not come from a place of ignorance, but come to a, a place of love, because I feel like in that way, it's just inviting to more people like, oh, this, this religion isn't as bad as I thought. Like, maybe this God isn't full of hate. Maybe he's not there to just judge me. Because People, obviously, we can't see God. We don't, we can't see him physically. So really, the way that people know him is through each other. Us as Christians, we represent Christ. That's what we do on earth. So I think a lot of times as Christians, we kind of have, we're kind of put ourselves on a pillar where we kind of act like God and think that, you know, we're not approachable. And I feel like that way is just like really hateful and can just, you know, make the world not a better place like how we want it to be so i think a cert like the most important thing is just be open-minded to be a good representation of christ in a, and in that way we can show our personal convictions and what we believe in without being hated without being showing hatred to others so i think that's um a way that we can present our personal convictions and kind of make a world a better place that way especially now that it's changing and it seems like the god is just being thrown out and that he doesn't exist anymore we can i want to i hope that christians can find a way to reveal god but at the same time be loving and not hateful and just throwing themselves out there and putting themselves in a place of judgment to everybody i like aaron's response and i have a question you don't have to answer this just think of an answer in your mind but here's one question. Who are you, who am I, to tell another person, whether they're Christian or not Christian, that they should act or behave a certain way because God said so? Who are you, who am I, to condemn a person just because they have a tattoo or they drink or they do something that maybe you don't do? Who are you, who am I, to call out a person just for being themselves. And even though being themselves may not reflect God, who are you to call them out? 
So that being said, just reflect on that. And also, I really like how Aaron said we should be more um, open-minded. Again, we are living in a changing world. Our environment is changing constantly. And based on what Haley said about, you know, the election and like things going on from 2020, I remembered someone talking about maintaining the status quo and like regarding the status quo, we have to put God first. We have to like keep the system the way it used to be. Back to what Aaron and Demi mentioned. I really love how both of them answered the question. I think Aaron's point first um, about how we as Christians should love each other, whether our personal convictions are similar or different from, you know, our stances on entertainment, um, our stances on clothing, music, you name it. Whether we have things in common or they may be on a completely different spectrum, we are mandated as Christians to love one another. The second greatest commandment unto loving God with all your heart is to love your love your neighbor as you love yourself. And so if we're out judging people because of their stance on a political issue, if we're judging people because someone chooses to watch a movie and your personal conviction is that maybe you can't handle movies or maybe certain genre of music takes you and your spirit into a whole nother place that you can't handle, but someone else is able to handle um, a genre of music other than Christian or gospel. I think that first and most importantly, we have to remember that it's our mandate to love people. It's not, there's no love people if they agree with you. It's not love people when, you know, their stance on an issue is similar to yours, but it's to love each other at all times because Christ loves us no matter what. And I wanted to answer kind of my own question and um, after especially what you guys gave, the thought of um, kind of closing the gap of division, especially among Christians, I think is to just understand and accept people's choices, to accept people's convictions. Because while some of us may think that you're listening to all kinds of music is fine, other people don't view that the same way as Christians or um, vice versa. And I think that it's important for us to not only understand where people come from, but to also accept it and be be mindful of that. There's verses in the Bible that talks about not leading our brethren into sin. And so if you know that maybe your classmate gets really tempted when you play a certain type of song, or maybe they can't they're not allowed or they can't handle watching a certain type of movie or maybe they don't like wearing um, tighter jeans or maybe they think that you should only wear skirts as a young lady. Don't put them in a position where they can fall out of their conviction, if that makes sense. Don't force them to agree with what you believe. Um, and then also just make, maintaining that love and doing it with with kindness and grace, and then also not doing things for show. I forgot if it was Aaron or Demi that mentioned, you know, the idea that you're more Christian if you eliminate things out of your life. Like you're more holy or you're holier than thou if all you listen to is Christian music or all you watch are sermons. So you're closer to God. God's word says that he's no respecter of persons. He doesn't say that he values one Christian more because 
they watch church four days a week as opposed to the Christian that maybe goes to Wednesday night service and Sunday morning service, or maybe the person that can't get to church at all, but reads their Bible seven days a week and talks to the Lord. So we have to make sure that we're not being one of those people in the Bible that Jesus kind of like checks, you know, when he's like, look, you're doing all this fasting, sis, but it looks to me like you're making a, a, a movie out of it. I forgot who it was. It might've been the Pharisees and they're like, yeah, So yeah, we've been fasting for like four days and we're just so holy. And that's kind of the vibe we get when people are like, yeah, you know, I only wear this type of clothing or I only go to these, um, these types of functions. So I must be more Christian. And not only is that a misconception, but it's not Christ-like because our lives as Aaron mentioned should be a reflection of Christ. And even though Jesus was a perfect lamb, sinless, he still not only was humble enough to be around all types of people, but he allowed his walk to be his testimony, not necessarily um, him bla- like blaringly stating that he was m- the Messiah. He wasn't like walking around telling everyone, yeah, I'm just so perfect, but he let his walk, he let how he treated people, how he spoke in different atmospheres to speak for him. And so an- something that I wanna ask you is, what do you think, how, how would, so we're talked a lot about personal convictions and um, I think we've kind of expressed a difference between them very clearly. And for those of you that may be a little lost, a personal conviction can be something that God maybe puts on your heart. Maybe you've noticed that, you know, R&B or for example, R&B music, you know, I don't know, makes you have weird emotions or Maybe God just convicts you off of that. And he's like, look, maybe this isn't something that you should indulge in. So that's kind of a personal conviction. But how would you explain to someone how to set boundaries? Because I think we have it clear that, you know, there's a difference between a personal conviction and the difference between a biblical mandate. But we also understand as a Christian that there is so far that we can go because it says we should be of should be in the world, but not of it. So that means, yeah, we can go to school. We can, you know, go to a job that may not be complete, completely Christian atmosphere. But how would you explain to someone how to set a boundary so that you're able to adapt in situations, but not necessarily be conformed? Um, I would say the best way to set a boundary is to ask yourself, will watching the show or will listening to this music affect my behavior? Um, Here's a personal example. So I watch TV shows, obviously, and I remember watching this one TV show and I liked it. The first season was great. The second season was all right. Like, yes, there were some graphics. Yes, there was some war going on and some bloodshed. But there was one instance that just had me on edge because it was, it just came out of nowhere. And it was quite explicit. And I'm not going to go into detail because of viewers and listeners. But it just made me feel so uncomfortable. And like, it just put a picture in my head. And like, because I couldn't get it out of my head for a certain period of time, I told myself, you know what, it's time for me to to not watch this anymore. So 
if you're listening to something, watching something that takes a toll on you emotionally, mentally, even verbally, because sometimes I do watch TV shows and like they say some kind of languages. And sometimes I find myself seeing the exact same thing. And then I have to check myself saying, wait a minute, why am I saying this? I don't say this all the time. It's wrong in my you know, perspective, in my emotions, in my convictions. So again, if you find yourself being conformed into behaving the way a certain character or speaker or um, singer is behaving and like it's degrading you, then that's when you know it's time to like, you know, get a timeout and like stop. So that's one way to set up your boundaries. That's really good. I like how um, you explained that because it was very relatable to me too. I've definitely been in that situation where it's like, I, I've, like I'm watching something and then I find myself doing the same thing. And like you said, I have to check myself. And I think something that can really help is just prayer itself because God shows you signs. God tells you, you know, what, what he thinks you should improve on in your life and what are different ways that you can get close to him. And I think something that really does help is prayer. Sometimes there's a voice telling you like, hey, this is wrong. You shouldn't be doing this. And sometimes we can be fighting that and we don't really take a second thought. But but definitely if you're trying to set up boundaries, I'd say if there's something that you think is might, might be iffy, like, oh, is this a sin? Like, I don't find anything wrong with it, but is it a sin? Listen to yourself. Talk to God. You know, let ask him, God, do you think this is right for me? Do you think that I can handle this? And sometimes it can be difficult. But a lot of but a lot of times God will make it present to you, especially when it's something as serious as that, as how should I live my life? How what are the boundaries and limits that I should have? He'll make it known to you. So I think that's very important. One thing is prayer for sure. Um, and like another one definitely is just listening to yourself listen to yourself because a lot of times like I said we can definitely ignore ourselves we can think oh this is fine like everyone else is doing it so I'll be okay right um but that definitely that's not the case you definitely need to listen to yourself and like how Demi was saying if you I think in establishing your boundaries you have to really pay attention and pay attention to yourself like how Demi was saying if you find yourself acting differently um talking to people differently using different languages acting a different way I definitely take I would take a moment to, to stop and asking ask yourself what 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 is connected to this like is was something that I was watching that is you know making me reflect this behavior or this language or was it the music I was listening to so it does take a little bit of work and a little bit of reflecting and just um kind of sitting down and you know taking a good look at the things you've been listening to but if but once you do that your life becomes a lot comfortable you will realize what you can handle and what you can't and um it'll just save you from a lot of guilt in the future so I think the main things are definitely praying and asking God for guidance because it's hard to take it on yourself and you know come up with oh my gosh like can I handle this or can I not or you know just it just saves yourself from a lot of stress and also just listening to yourself um and listening to that conscience of yours because it, it's there for a reason it's not just you talking to yourself it's your conscience that God has put in you to kind of direct you in a way and you know what you should listen to listen to what you should wear what um your intentions are behind the certain thing that you're doing. So I think those two are very important when it comes to setting up boundaries. I agree with both of you. I think that not only did you guys give examples that were relatable and understandable, but you kind of broke it down in a way that is, I think that a lot of people can grasp. And what basically I 
grasped from what you guys said, I've said, um, I wrote down that we have to be intentional with your gates. And so when I say your gates, I mean your eyes, your ears, and your environment. So like Demi mentioned in her example from the episode or the TV show that she was watching, she kind of, after viewing it, the first you know season go around was great. And then after a certain episode, she just was like, mm, really wasn't giving what it was supposed to you guys can finish the rest. Um, but you guys have to be intentional about what you see because I don't know about you, but sometimes you watch things and I even catch this, not even just from like TV shows, but just social media, like you'll see things and then out of nowhere, you'll just like think about it. And like, it won't even be intentionally. You'll just like, it'll just pop in your head and you'll be like, how did that get there? Or all of a sudden you'll get desires or um, you'll... I don't know. It's just strange, but we have to just be intentional about what we allow in our space. People say like your energy or your vibe, but in a Christian perspective, just say your gates. I always say just be intentional with your gates because what you process from what you see, from what you hear and who's in your environment. I, I've learned this so much this summer that a part of being a Christian as you adapt and, and learn how to go into different environments, whether that's work or just meeting new people, is being like a little bit controlling in your environment. Like you don't have to push everyone out. You can be sociable and loving, but you have to know like how far to let things go. You have to be intentional with your environment. Um, you have to know when it's a good time to distance yourself. And I think a big part of understanding our convictions and our boundaries is to be unapologetic. I think so many times we struggle with our personal convictions because a little piece of us is like wondering how will we be able to adapt or how we'd be able to seem in or cool if we choose not to watch a certain show. Maybe the show, I don't know exactly what show Demi was referring to, but maybe that show is a popular show among people our age. And so you get to a certain environment and that's what they're talking about and so when they mention your name hey did you see this episode or did you watch that show a piece of us is like oh you don't really want to say that you just want to say oh yeah I haven't seen it yet but knowing your personal conviction was like no nah, I not want to watch it and so sometimes we get a, a, afraid or ashamed of our personal convictions but I think it's really important and it says a lot about your character when people not only know your um, convictions or your stance on Christianity, um, not just because you say that you're a Christian or that you attend church, but how you live. I've had someone told me, re tell me recently, someone, I won't name names obviously, but they're like, yeah, I, I noticed you don't say like bad words, like, you know, and I'm like, yeah, that's not really my thing. And so over time, they're like, you know, what? I've, I've noticed that I, I haven't really said as many. And so I couldn't in, in that moment, like shrunk back and be like, oh, yeah, I say them all the time just because I felt like attacked in that moment. But I think it's important that we're unapologetic, like, no, you know, I don't do that. And we don't have to do it rudely or judge people, because maybe some people just haven't been exposed to someone at a young age that has personal convictions. So I want to ask you, um, what are you, what is your stance on that? You know, because a lot of people view, like, and I think we talk about it all the time, they they feel like um, Christianity is for people that are older. So how would you um, explain or express young people kind of being unapologetic about their boundaries and how that can impact someone that maybe hasn't been exposed to that? Honestly, just 
standing your ground. Like, let's just say, for instance, people ask you a question, hey, do you drink? Do you smoke? Do you do this? Do you do that? It's okay to say no. There's nothing wrong with saying the word no. And if they say why, just say, well, because I just don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't do any of those things. So just being honest, not just with the people who may ask you questions or may observe that you don't act the way they may act, just being honest with yourself, that could go a long way. And who knows, maybe that could help other people in your environment do the same thing. And again, I'm not saying it's wrong to, you know, do things that other people do, because again, it comes down to personal convictions. So yeah, just being honest with yourself, with yourself, standing your ground, and just being open and honest, like, that will help you a lot, a lot, okay, that'll help you a lot. And I have one question, but I'll let Aaron go first. So Aaron, go ahead. Oh, okay. Um, I really like what you said. I totally agree. Being, um, grounded in your faith and your personal convic conviction is something that you may not think is that important but I, I know as humans we can be influenced by others a lot so if someone asks you that question do you drink do you smoke and you kind of like put up a front like you know what your personal conviction is but you you're like oh I just like maybe I don't do that right now or like I it's not so, like my favorite thing to do is you kind of like cover up a little bit I think that can be kind of a harmful thing to do only because it can allow you to maybe tempt yourself and be like, well, maybe that is my personal conviction, but maybe it's not that bad as like the, that they're saying. It can kind of put you in a place of conflict with yourself. So I think it's very important, like Kaylee was saying, to be grounded in your faith, grounded in your personal conviction, and to not be ashamed of it because it saves you from a guilt in the long run too. Um, so that's my, pretty much my stance. And I think the main thing is to just be grounded and to just let our listeners know if there is something that you're not comfortable with, if there's something that you don't want to do, tell, say it, you know, don't put yourself in a place of just being uncomfortable just for the sake of other people, because as Christians, we're not living for other people. We're living for God. So I think it's very important, like how Haley was saying to it, and it's easier said than done, I know. Um, but to just stay grounded in your personal convictions and practice it every single day catch yourself maybe or give yourself a little uh, consequence maybe if you find yourself slipping a little bit and I know it sounds like kind of babyish a little bit you know punishing yourself because you know you're not staying grounded but I think that's very important because you know your limits God knows your limits and I think it's important to stay grounded in that and to not change it for anybody else so I'll let Demi go ahead and ask the question that she was asking <clears throat> but first off, Haley, is there anything else you want to add on to your question? Okay. Um, so we talked a lot about personal convictions, of course. So I just want to ask this last question before we go into our snack because I'm feeling a little bit hungry. But the question is basically this. If God wanted us or if God wanted Christians or people to act a certain way one way then why did he give us free will look at moses look at sarah jakes roberts <laughs> look at lecrae they're all different people with different preferences that serve god a different way but look they're serving god they're serving one god so you have moses he helps people serve god through sacrifice and then you have Daniel. He helps people serve God by being honest, by being loyal, by being, by being patient. And then you have Sarah Jakes Roberts, 
who is a modern pastor and she's reaching out to tons, millions of women, just being bold, being brave, being that girl boss. And then you have Lecrae who is a rapper and he is in the music industry spreading the gospel. So I believe that God gave us personal convictions. He gave us a free will. He gave us our own personal preferences because it allows us to reach out to people who are like us, who are different, who serve God that may be traditional or non-traditional, modern or not modern, you know, because we are all different people. We are all different beings. So in order to help people, I feel like the reason why God gave us free will is to just help people in, in different aspects of life. So my question is, in what other ways do you believe God gave all of us free will slash, you know, personal convictions? I think one another way is um, God gives us the free will to kind of choose. OK, so, for example, all of us have a path that God has laid out for us, but everyone has a different path. And so we have the free will, some of us to become doctors, some of us to become preachers, some of us to become, you know, moms that raise children to be Christ-like individuals, but they stay at home. And so we can go on a list and journey of different career paths or ways that people show up in the world, like physically. But like Demi mentioned, there's people modern that have modern day positions, whether they are doing music or past doing something in the church pastor um, platform, or they're doctors that instead of you know, being overwhelmed um, all the time, maybe they have a new way of presenting a Christ-like atmosphere at, towards their patients or their coworkers, or maybe the parent that has a new approach of modern day parenting, but for Christian young people or the teacher that may be at a public school, but the way that they carry themselves presents this Christ-like presence that people wonder, you know, what's different about this teacher or what's different about this athlete or this, this, um, you know, professional uh, ballerina or gymnast or whatever. So I think that's one way that God gives us a free will because he allows us to participate in different activities or have different platforms and use them in different ways. And they don't have to be necessarily what the world may view them as because I know a lot of people that use the social media platforms to encourage people. So we have the free will, whether it is to have the account or to not have it, but it's the way that we use it and use the talents and the gifts that God's given us. That was really good. I like um, the message you put there because um, I think as Christians, free will is something that we're so blessed with, something that is a big misconception that we tend to debunk every day, that it's not all about rules. It's not all about um, just like having like this dictatorship and this book of rules you have to follow. I think free will is just such an amazing gift that we have. Um, and it's something that I appreciate a lot. Um, I think the beauty of free will, it's just, I think because of it, God just, just shows us every day in ways that we just never expect how he shows himself and how he uses people every single day to make himself present as even as the world is changing as it's evolving he's using that and he's growing with us and he's using people who are changing in this time to, to make himself present and i think that's something that's so amazing about free will um and he it just allows him to show that 
through even through different people, throughout different backgrounds, so different personal convictions, you can still be an amazing Christian. You can still show your Christianity and God's love and God's work in your life through these different convictions. I think that's the beauty of Christianity itself and the beauty of free will is that you can be from any background imaginable and God can use you. He can show everybody else like, hey, this person who you thought was going to be nothing, who came from literally nothing, this is how I use this person. And I think it just makes Christianity itself just so inviting and something that just puts hope in people that when they thought, oh, I when they thought that they couldn't be used for anything, when they thought they were just here for no reason at all, it makes them, you know, realize that they have a purpose and he can, he can do anything with you and put personal convictions in your life that you can show to the entire world. So I think that's just the beauty of Christianity and free will itself. So yeah, that's what I have to say about that. That was beautiful. Okay. Um, I'm hungry, as I mentioned before. So my snack for tonight is a Pop-Tart, a chocolate Pop-Tart. Ooh, I want one right now. Anyway, the message for the snack is brush your teeth, okay? We don't want no cavities, okay? Because this girl over here got six cavities. So wash your teeth, get some mouthwash, get some... (laughs) Just take care of yourself, okay? Wash your teeth. Wash your teeth. Wash. Wash. Wash them. Okay. Wash them. Brush your teeth. Shut up. Brush your teeth. (laughs) Clear your throat. Okay. Take care of yourself. So yeah. So don't forget um, to not judge people. Don't forget to honor God in your own way, and don't forget to stay Stay real. Bye-bye.